The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up out of the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you have named us your children and have called us beloved through the act of baptism. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. So the text for today, last week, is the baptism of Jesus. And naming becomes very important in this text. So we look at Jesus and we have names. There's the genealogy name. He is the son of David, son of Abraham. He has an angelic name, Jesus, the Savior, conceived by the Holy Spirit. He has a prophetic name, Emmanuel, ruler, my son, Nazarene. He has a name from the Magi, King of the Jews, and later Messiah. John the Baptist has a name for him, the powerful one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And the main one, God says to Jesus, my son, the beloved, the one in whom I am well pleased. The voice from heaven, naming Jesus who he is. Every name is correct, every title is correct, but the main one, Son, the Beloved. So this text leads us to baptism. It leads us to affirmation of baptism, and it makes us think about, are these acts that we do in the church just something that we do, or is there a meaning? Is there power behind it? In holy baptism, we have the forgiveness of sins and a relationship with God, we are called the beloved, and we understand that. So there's beloved, an identity with God, child of God. God has committed God's self to us. And that name and that identity stays with us our whole life. So, are we, do we, 
see ourselves primarily as a child of God? Do we see ourselves as beloved? We have other names, other affiliations, other identifications, but they can't define us. The only name we receive in baptism is child of God through Christ. So naming is important. Naming is powerful. Naming gives us our identity, our purpose, our authority. We have a family name. Many of you have family ties to this church or to the other church. Some of us have ties to lots of churches because we have moved around. And that is the most important name we have. We make the sign of the cross and that authority, that naming is with us giving us faith, hope, and courage. We have names of four people up here in the front. Isabella. I looked up your name online. I looked up all your names. So, Isabella. It's a name from medieval royalty focusing on the ruling queen Isabella of Castile. In some languages, Isabella also means pledged to God. Nora is Hebrew, means bright light. Nora also means the enlightened one, the beautiful one, the wise one. It also means the awesomeness of God. Isaac. I'm sorry, everybody knows what your name means because it's in the Bible. And it means laughter or rejoicing. Abraham laughed when God told him that his aged wife Sarah would have a child, and, and Sarah laughed because she thought it was a big joke from God. Courtney, your name was the hardest name to find a meaning for. Figures, doesn't it? Yeah. It comes from the aristocratic English hierarchy. So it's a name of power. The Latin means short. I don't know where that comes from, other than Latin. The Anglo-Saxon meaning is dweller by the dark stream. Pretty cool. All of you are called beloved. Our identity is not in the naming that we have. Our identity comes from our baptism. Our identity comes from being called beloved. Our identity comes 
because God accepts us. Today is the focus on baptism of Jesus. There's all kinds of problems with this text, like why did Jesus go to John? Jesus is sinless. John was baptizing for repentance. Why did John say, you should baptize me? Oh my. And then there's some more stuff in there. We don't need it today. But we've all been baptized. Some of us, sprinkling of water when we're three months old, three weeks old, six years old. Jane, how old was Jim when I baptized him? 40-something? Oh, I have to tell you that story. So I'm, I'm in the habit of carrying the child down the alleyway and presenting them to the congregation. Luckily, Jim was on the smaller side because after I baptized him, I presented him to the congregation and he took two steps and jumped into my arms. I presented him to the congregation. I did not carry him down the aisle. So baptism is powerful. Baptism is fun. So how? How does baptism speak to who we are? How does baptism mark us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit? How do we become identified with God's Son? By being baptized into his death and resurrection. And what does it mean for these four people to make affirmation of their baptism today? So baptism is a gift, a gift of assurance. Jesus was baptized and he received the assurance that he was the Son of God. Jesus was baptized and he received the gift of the Holy Spirit. God doesn't need baptism to save people, but baptism gives us the assurance that we are saved from our sin. Luther had an interesting response when he was being tempted by the devil. He didn't shout, I believe in God. He shouted, I am baptized. His belief in what he believed was not his saving words. What his savings words were, I am baptized, in the present tense, not in the past. I am. Jesus was baptized, and he began his journey to the cross with the temptations in the wilderness. So baptism is powerful. Margaret Burks, a missionary to Tanzania, was 
in a group baptism service. Each person came forward to be baptized in the river, symbolizing a new life in Christ. All of them were joyful, but one boy broke up the service because after he was baptized, he came out of the water shouting, I'm alive! I'm alive! The missionary asked the boy, what are you doing? And he said, I thought I was to die in the waters of baptism. Remember those words? Be buried with Christ in the waters of baptism? That liturgy in there? The boy understood it literally. And he went to be baptized knowing that he would die. And then he came up out of the water alive and new. And the people started laughing. And the missionary asked them, what would you do if you were baptized into death thinking that you would die? What would you do? New life. In baptism we have new life. We give up our old life. We die in those waters of baptism that we may have new life in Jesus. There's no holding on to part of what we were. We are dead. That's the deal. And it means new life in Jesus. Amen.